Please turn in your Bibles, if you've got a Bible, or switch your Bible on to 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 4 through verse 6. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans. Let me just pause there as it's on the screen for you. When, when the Bible says rejected by humans, in the original language, it means that they considered him and made a considered choice to go a different direction. Rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and those uh, the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Just say that to yourself just for a moment. Will never be put to shame. Oh, so good to be with you today. And really good to be in our live stream together. You know, um, if these times have taught us anything, it's taught us to ask ourselves, what are we really building? What, what is it that our lives are really revolving around? What is it that, that we can say to ourselves, oh, you know, what, what am I fully uh, basing my life on, both personally and professionally? We're asking ourselves, what is it that is really making the difference in our lives? I think we've learned during lockdown that we can do with less. We can, we can shop once a week instead of going there all the time. We've, we've learned that we perhaps don't need everything that we thought that we might have needed. And so I want to ask you today, really... As we go into this autumn season, let's just take a step back and evaluate what is it that your life is founded on. Are we here to just survive or are we going to really be something? Is it going to be true that as a church we are, we are building on the real things that church is supposed to be about? I read a story about... Uh, a young couple, and on their wedding day, they got married, and they were driving off to their honeymoon, and the, the husband was driving the car, so in love with his wife and um, his new bride, and as they, uh, they were overtaking a, a, a lorry, a, a truck, and they were involved in a head-on collision, and it knocked them both out, and as he woke up, he woke up and looked over at his bride, and she was bleeding and and he thought oh what a what a terrible start to the wedding but then as it would happen they were on this road and they saw a sign the surgery of Dr. Bill Jones and he thought isn't that amazing I've been here I've had an accident but I'm right outside the doctors so he carried his bride up the path to the front door of the doctors and he carried it there and, and he rang the bell and the doctor, Bill Jones, he came to the door and he said, you've got to help me because my bride is bleeding out. 
And, and I don't know whether she's going to make it. And the doctor said to the, to the young man, he said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't practice anymore. I, I've retired. I, I'm not doing that thing anymore. And then the young man looked at him and said, Doc, you've got two choices. Either treat my wife or take down the sign that says you're a doctor. And I want to say to you something about church. We've got a sign outside our building that says Birmingham City Church. And you've got a testimony that says you're a Christian. Either live out your testimony that says you're a Christian or take down the sign. Either say and be and do who you say you are. Or when our culture comes bleeding and helpless to us, they need us to be able to practice who we are. And we are the people of God scattered through this city. And we need to be able to say that we are the church and we are those people who can offer help and hope and healing in the midst of what we're going through right now. And over the next few weeks, I just want to preach just a, the next four sermons about reminding you as the people of God, who are you? We're going to talk about us being living stones. Then we're going to talk what it means to be a spiritual house, which is more than the physical house. Then we're going to talk about being a holy priesthood. And then we're going to talk about we offer spiritual sacrifices wherever we go. We're going to get under the skin and identity of who we are in this world. So I hope you'll stay with me. I hope you'll come with me. I hope you'll walk with me. Because God is building something in the world. I know that we're all talking about rebuild, reset. God has never stopped building. And he is building something in this world. And what he's building is he's building a spiritual house. Now the word for house there in that, in that scripture means temple. He's building a place where he can dwell. You see, let me say it strongly. And, and please, forgive me today. I'm just going to be strong. Is that okay, church? You know, let me say it strongly that God has called you to operate in the physical more than he's called you to operate in the... Uh, God has called you to operate in the physical, but he is calling you more to now operate in the spiritual. You are... You have to contend in the spiritual. In our city today, there, there's, a, there's almost a, been an outbreak of evil. What are you doing to contend against that? You know, the Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against principalities and powers. We are called as church to be a spiritual house. To be uh, the sort of people that can operate in the spiritual. Can I just say it this way? I don't think... Just being physical, physically orientated and just into what our senses are is going to cut it anymore. I think we have to be spiritual in our approach about our families. I think we have to take a spiritual priesthood approach about our families. 
I think we have to take a spiritual approach about our workplaces and, and sense the atmospheres there and pray those atmospheres through. I see, spiritual means being of the Spirit, being motivated by the Spirit, being led of the Spirit, always thinking of what the Spirit may want to do and draw us closer to God. Romans 8 verse 5 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what that flesh desires. They're motivated by the self, the physical. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, the Bible says, have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Let me say it again. According to the Scripture, God is building a spiritual house. A house not made of bricks and mortar, but a made of spiritual people. That these people are the only people who are going to be effective. Those people who are spiritually motivated, spiritually orientated, and not just wrapped up with that which is physical all the time. I put this on our Facebook as a little precursor, but let me just say it to you on our live stream and publicly. The age of being comfortable physically with a sprinkling of spirituality is now over. This world is not looking for a people who can fit God into a little bit of a box in their lives and yet be completely the same as everybody else and motivated by everybody else in the same way. We now need to be people who are going to be God's spiritual house, motivated by the Spirit. You see, a little sprinkling of spirituality, everybody's got that. You can go down to a, a, a psychic fair and you can have a little bit of sprinkling of spirituality. You can feel a little bit of heebie-jeebies and, and uh, this and that and the other. But actually, what God is looking for is a spiritual people who are motivated to hear what he's doing in the world. He's looking for a, a spiritual house that will... Uh, that will be motivated by the Spirit, and it's only those people that will satisfy the real needs of people in the world. God is looking for a connected people who are motivated by the Holy Spirit and who are only satisfied when they sense the Holy Spirit in their lives. And what does He call us? Let's do this first one. That group of people is called the living stones. It describes us as this construction of living stones. There are four things about living stones. Let me just teach you this today. The first thing is they are not living within themselves. Their livingness, their life comes from their connection to Christ. If you read in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it says, as you come to him, the living stone. And you know our theme scripture of our church is 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, that says, and we all who with unveiled faces, as we contemplate the Lord's glory, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Your life remains 
and comes from your connection to Christ. And so, listen, I just want to call everybody all across the city from wherever you're watching is do not neglect or substitute your connection with Christ. I know you're not able to come to church physically, but Christ is walking with you right where you are right now. Christ is with you when you go to work on Monday. Christ is with you when you go on that public transport that you're not uh, quite secure about. Christ is with you. You've got to maintain your connection to Christ because that's where your life comes from. And so one of the things about being a spiritual house or being a living stone is our life comes from Christ. So keep connecting with him. Don't give up. The second thing about being a living stone is this. They are not individual stones scattered all perhaps like over a building site or something. They are actually joined together, the Bible says, as a collective, as a part of what God is building. You see, in our psyche at the minute, because we're all scattered, we think that we're not connected, but that's not spiritual thinking. The way that God sees us is that even though we are scattered, he's still building us as one house, as one people. Don't use this time as an excuse to get disconnected and separated from the body of Christ and even from your church. Now that's not me as pastor in a bunker being worried about that. I am confident that Christ is still in charge of his church and he's still building his church. I'm absolutely confident in Christ. But the connection that we have between each other is vital and we still must press into it. It's because, that that, because this is actually what God is doing. If you want to know what God is doing in the world today, this scripture tells it to you. This scripture tells you he is building a spiritual house. He has not stopped building his church. He's not stopped connecting people together. He's not stopped joining hearts. But you see, because in the world today, what he's doing is building this connected people so that hurting people can have a family. So that hurting people can be healed in that family. So that people, even though they may be separated physically, you can still reach out to them and bring life and healing to them. So, understand this. First of all, we are living stones through our connection to Christ. But secondly, we are being built together with our connection to each other. You know, it's easy to divide over anything, isn't it? It's easy to kind of think what another church is doing or, or think what another belief is. I, I read a story about a really fussy Christian who was so worried about being polluted by wrong doctrine. It, it reads like this. He said, today I went into Walmart or Tesco and I saw a man who was walking in the store in the shop with a Bible and I asked him, are you a believer? And he said, yes, I am. 
Well, this fussy Christian, he, he said to himself, well, I've learned that you can't be too careful. So I started asking him a series of questions. He said, what do you think of the virgin birth? He said, I accept it. He said, what do you think of the deity of Christ? He said, no doubt, Jesus is God and Lord. He said, I said, what about the death of Christ on the cross? He said, he died for all people. He said, what about, uh, uh, what about the status of man? He says, man is a sinner in, in need of grace. Could it be, he thought to himself, I have found myself another Christian, even here in Tesco's. I thought I couldn't be too careful, he thought to himself. He said, what's your definition of grace? He said, God doing for man what man cannot do for himself. He answered, he said, well, what about the return of Christ? Imminent, the person answered. He cast thought I'd keep going. He said, what about the Bible? It's Bible's inspired. What about the church? The church is the body of Christ. Are you a plain speaking, truth telling Christian or are you just politically correct? He said, no, plain speaking, truth telling. Well, the man's heart began to beat faster. Had he found a true believer just like him? What is your church heritage? He said. He said, I am Southern Congregational, Holy Son of God, Dispensational, Triune Convention, Evangelical Pentecostal. The man fluttered and thought to himself, Jack, that's exactly my church. What a miracle in the making. You can't be too careful. He said, what branch? He said, I'm premillennial, post-trib, charismatic, King James preference, one cup communion. He thought to himself, my eyes are getting misty. I think I found a true believer. I've got one last question. Is your pulpit wooden or fiberglass? And he said, it's fiberglass. The man walked away and said, what a heretic. I'm having nothing to do with him. <laughs> you know, it kind of gets a bit like that on the internet. It kind of gets a bit like that on Facebook. It kind of gets a bit like that on how many opinions of how church should be run. And I just want to say to you, God is building us together to be a spiritual house. Will you renew in your heart a connection to being the church together spiritually, but also in your heart, make a fresh commitment to belonging to BCC, belonging to a spiritual house. If you are watching and you go to another church, make sure your pastor knows that you're in, you're ready, because God wants to use us together as his spiritual house. And so I just want to say to you today, come on, church, come on. Let's be the spiritual house. We are living stones. That means we're connected to Christ. We more than ever need to be connected to each other. And so I want to say to you, after church today, why don't you jump on the Zoom coffee, even if it's only for five minutes, just to say hello to one or two people. Why don't you just prove that connection physically and just let's have 20, 30, 40 people on our Zoom coffee just to say hey, I'm connected, I'm in so I want to just encourage you that, to understand that as God is building this spiritual house that you are God's people all over this city and that your identity isn't just in a building although it'll be amazing when we come back together it's going to be a tremendous time because God's spirit in me 
and God's spirit in you is going to amplify God's spirit in us. And so it's going to be a great thing. But as for now, God is still building his spiritual house all over this city. And that's you. And you are the living stone in that spiritual house. That means that you're connected to Christ. It means that you're connected to each other, even though we are scattered. And so today, what I want to do is to encourage you to reach out to another Christian. Encourage them, bless them, speak to them. Uh, begin to just, just think about them. In my mind, as I was preparing this, you see, the other thing about being a uh, spiritual house and a living stone is as I was preparing this I, I, in my mind I saw somebody sitting on their own in their flat or in their house and I could see them saying this in their minds oh I haven't really got a place in the church but you see the third thing about being a living stone is this the Bible says we are being built into a spiritual house by God It doesn't depend on my gifts and my talents. It's God who kind of takes you as a living stone. And and if you can imagine this picture, he takes you as a brick and places you in his temple, which is everybody else. You see, the Jews thought the temple was this physical building and the, the stones were just stones. But God's changed it now. He's made the temple people that we all fit together and he's got a place for you and all of your gifts. You see, that's the fourth thing about being a living stone. You're gifted and talented and God takes you as an individual and he places you in what he's building in his spiritual house and says, you have a place. And so you may have missed it when our internet leakage came out, but I wanted to say this really personally to somebody out there. You have a place in God's house, in what God is doing in this world. And even though we are scattered, he's still building us together as his temple. That means we are his presence carriers to the world to offer hope and healing and life. So today, as a living stone, it's kind of a contrast, isn't it? Living stone. It doesn't seem to go together. But as a living, vibrant, alive person, and a stone that isn't easily going away, that's got good habits, that's lasting, that's standing, as that person filled with God's presence, carry His Spirit to the world and you'll be part of what God is doing. And next week I'm going to talk to you really strongly of how we can be this spiritual house. So today, practically, why don't you hop on the Zoom coffee? Practically, why don't you reach out and encourage somebody? And practically, Why don't you dig down deeper so that your connection into Christ is stronger? Heavenly Father, I just pray today that you will make us this connected living house where you dwell and where people who are lost and broken and hurting can come and find life 
and love in the house of God, which is the people of God working together for him. Let's remember who we are and let's build on this for the next few weeks. God bless you, BCC. The Lord loves you today. I'm going to throw you over to Jasmine and Ellie and they're going to wrap up. But remember, if you want to be connected, why don't you jump on the Zoom? God bless you.